okay, we can hurry up a little bit. For me, this is a great business because I know that you will come back in two years and I will change my car. So let's <laughs> accelerate a little bit. And they say, no, 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 take your time. Take your time. You can do it. another podcast by Karma Dentistry. Um, as you've all seen, we're doing a series on biomimetic dentistry. And today we have David Jadol. Uh, from, um, uh, he's currently living uh, uh, in Switzerland, but uh, he was originally born in France. Um, he will do a podcast and a webinar with us. Um, uh, like I've already said, he was born in France and he graduated from the Dental University of Nancy in 1993. Um, he has a number of postgraduate diplomas from the University of uh, Paris and Gothenburg uh, in oral and osteoarticular biology, uh, biology, implantology, prosthodontics, and adhesive dentistry. And right now he has a private practice in Montreux in Switzerland, in Switzerland since 2006. And uh, some people may know Montreux uh, through the famous statue of uh, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Yeah, um, and uh, David is also a member of the Bioemulation Group, and his practice is uh, dedicated to conservative and minimal invasive dentistry. He's lecturing worldwide and giving hands-on courses. He also published scientific articles, and he speaks four languages, French, English, Spanish, and German. Um, I was going through uh, the articles that you've published and uh, I counted more than 45 published articles and three textbooks, as I could see, and maybe it's even more. So it's, uh, you have a really amazing resume and uh, uh, we're really honored that we, uh, that we have you today uh, as our guest. Thank you. Thanks to you. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, well, um, like we said in the discussion uh, before we started the recording, um, uh, the three of us were studying biomedic dentistry right now, um, and we are trying to implement it as best as possible in our daily practice. Um, and we want to raise more awareness uh, towards biomimetic dentistry, what it is and how it should be performed. And like we already said, uh, biomimetic dentistry can be seen as some fancy term that we see on uh, Instagram or Facebook nowadays. But actually, biomimetic dentistry is, is more than that. It's, uh, we, uh, we, we have said before that it's actually restorative dentistry done right. Um, uh, we, uh, the three of us, we, have, we are all trained uh, and studied in Nijmegen. Um, we had all the good materials. Uh, we, we used good bonding systems. We used good composite materials. But we didn't learn the adhesive techniques as we're uh, using them uh, uh, today. Um, and that's something that we want to raise awareness uh, for uh, and that we would like to talk about to you. Um, but first, I want to start at the beginning. Um, you uh, graduated uh, in Nancy in 1993. Yeah. And uh, why did you want to become a dentist? 
Um, when I was a young boy, uh, during 10 years, I was an ice hockey player. And uh, as any ice hockey player, I broke my two front teeth at the age of nine year old. And it was the first time I went to the dentist office, I mean, for cares or something. And uh, I just fell in love immediately. I was, uh, I was fascinated by the smell, by everything being uh, pretty well ordered, all the instruments and stuff. And uh, I was very pleased and all that. And I also noticed that that man had uh, permanently two women taking care of him. So I thought, <laughs> right, this, this is really the job I would like to do in the future. And just like, I didn't quit the idea. And this is why I just wanted to be a dentist almost forever. Yeah, awesome. And um, um, did, when you were doing um, uh, dental school, when you were in dental school, did you already have a huge passion for dentistry or did it come afterwards? Uh, I was uh, actually during the dental school, uh, during the first year, I, I was boring, really. Uh, because it was not very practice. I didn't meet my mentor that I met only in the fourth year. And then it became like really a love story. And I was at that time uh, studying philosophy at the same time. So uh, I was just having my mind a little bit uh, occupied by all the stuff and uh, learning dentistry at the same time. But after a while, it really became a passion and uh, through some impulses and it's it's always like like this you know through the people that you that you meet and uh, i met two great mentors at that time and they made me fall in love with this uh, with this job really i mean okay and um when you were uh, in dental school uh, were uh, you already learning the most advanced tech techniques by then or was it a bit outdated no. No, it was really the conventional approach. And, uh, and in fact, I, I started really with the, with the conventional prosto, uh, crowns and bridges and, and stuff like that. Even crowns, you know, with the long bevels and yeah. stuff. Really like the old school dentistry, which is, in my opinion, a very good dentistry too. But uh, it's just a pity not to have other options, maybe less invasive than that. And then uh, during the master degree and starting the, the, the PhD that I never finished in 1998, I had to uh, work in a, in a laboratory, uh, a biomaterials lab. And, uh, and so I have to work on composites. It was uh, just something because the only way to to do papers and stuff like that was to work on biomaterials because if you want to design a clinical study, this is so complicated that it's almost impossible. So if you want to get the degrees and I wanted to do a career, so if you want to publish, I don't know, in the operative dentistry or journal of prosthetic dentistry, it's really easier if you do that with biomaterials. So I get an interest with composite. I, I, I started to learn a little bit about that. And I switched at the same time at the office, my practice from very, very conventional dentistry, prosthodontic dentistry and periodontology. I was doing both okay. uh, into uh, more conservative uh, dentistry, everything with adhesion and stuff. So, yeah. and it really, really like became something uh, more exclusive, let's say. 
since 2005, since I moved to Switzerland, because here we have a social system that is really free. You can do whatever you want. If you find a patient that can pay the treatment, you can do whatever you want. And in France, like in Holland, or in many countries in Europe, you have an insurance system that yeah. is just forcing you a little bit to do something else. Yeah, so. yeah true. <laughs> so, so that was also a reason for you to move to Switzerland uh, to do the dentistry you, you would like to do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was a switch. Um, I would say something like 10 years after my graduation. Okay. Because uh, during the first years, I was, I was doing mostly, uh, you know, gold stuff and amalgams and crowns yeah. and bridges and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and was it hard for you to make the switch from conventional dentistry to adhesive dentistry? It, it was not so easy because, uh, you know, everything you are learning when you are very young, it becomes very quickly supernatural. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was used to drill the teeth and to, to prepare them. And it was quite easy for me because we were doing really a lot. And I was also working in a prosto department at the university at that time. And we were almost only doing like full mouth rehabilitation. So we were drilling all day long. So you get used to that. And it looks like easier to you. And then when you have to change, even at the age of, I, know, I don't know, 30 or 30 something, which is still young, yeah. it's more difficult. And I discovered that it was something uh, technically, uh, you have to be more delicate to take your time. And most of all, it was very difficult because I was not earning money anymore. Yeah. I was yeah. becoming poor doing yeah. that dentistry. Yeah, that's that's probably something that we can relate to as yeah. well because <laughs> so you, you <laughs> because you know our system. So the in the, if you're doing the dentistry how you would like to do it, it's not really cost efficient because you exactly. take it take uh, you you take way way longer. Um, yeah. And when you learned all those new techniques, did you have any specific uh, specific teachers that told you, or did you find it yourself by uh, reading the articles? Uh, well, I started with the articles during, during uh, all, all the study on, on, on composite. And, uh, and I discovered for the first time uh, Didier Dici in 1988 during a congress. And I fell in love with that guy. How couldn't? And, uh, and, and then I started to do courses with him. I think I did the first one in 2002, something like that. Yeah. And then numerous ones. Uh, a little bit later, when I was in Switzerland, of course, I, I could meet him a little bit more often. So it was, it was really, I would say, he was leading uh, my practice, and I'm still admiring him so much. And uh, we had a webinar uh, two days ago with the University of Geneva, and he was yeah. there. And, you know, it's the kind of guy, he will speak five minutes that it's just five minutes so brilliant that it's, it's, it's always fantastic. So it was really someone that changed really my practice. I would say even more than Pascal, than Pascal Mine that I, I met a little bit uh, later. And, uh, and Didier, I think, is more in reality. He has an office, he's working in a private office. And Pascal is great, but Pascal is from university, you know. Pascal yeah. is in the sky somewhere. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah that, that's, a, that's a difference. DJ is on Earth. Yeah. So it's different. <laughs> yeah, and right now he's actually pretty close to you because I think Montreux to Geneva is 
30 minutes by car? Yeah, yeah, so ah. 80 kilometers like that. Ah, yeah, really close. Um, you're, you are uh, wearing your shirt, your, your, your polo by the bioemulation group right now. Um, some people might not know what the bioemulation group is. Can you tell me more about it? Uh, well, initially, it was a, a band of brothers that was in love with pizza. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as I became gluten intolerant, they almost threw me out of the group because I couldn't eat, eat pizza anymore. <laughs> no, more, more seriously, it's just people uh, that met occasionally like that during congresses on Facebook. And we just became friends and we had just the same passion for dentistry and obviously uh, restorative, adhesive, minimally invasive, blah blah, and uh, and then we decided to to become a group, one of the groups. There are many groups like mm -hmm. that promoting yeah. uh, the adhesive dentistry, and uh, well, thanks to the social media, it became very quick something like bioemulation. In, in fact, it's just a small group of people now. We are almost fifty or something like that, but. At the beginning, it was about 10, 12 people and um, just sharing a passion, you know, and having maybe some ideas. Any, any, you have the one who are thinking, like Panayotis Bados is thinking, actually yeah. is an orthodontist, so is not doing restorative dent dentistry. And you are other guys like Stefan, like me, that are basically just dentists, clinicians, yeah. like Jen Franco or people like that. Yeah, because right now it's it's something people really look up to, and you uh, the bioemulation group is 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 put on a pedestal, and yeah. everybody is looking at that one. That's a really big uh, yeah. uh, community with one of the yeah the, the greatest clini clinicians uh, the clinicians that we have right now. Uh, so it's nice to see that it evolved from just a small group of friends that were yeah. sharing the same idea to something that it is today. And uh, as I uh, understand, it's also something that you need to be asked for if, uh, to, to, to yes. join, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and the fact is that bioemulation has also the reputation to be a little bit like a holistic uh, point of view or mindset. But it, actually, it's not. It's just that, you know, everything has just to be justified. It's not yeah. like, okay, do it like that because I, I'm doing it and, I, and I'm very good or, or you can take this magic instrument and you, you will do it instantly. It's true that instrument can help, protocol can help, dentistry can be simple, but we are just trying you know, to understand the really why we yeah. should do the things, which doesn't mean that we are doing it always that complicated but mm -hmm. i mean we just have to see what we should do and then the reality is something else we have to adapt we have to do compromising but if you compromise from a very beginning without under understanding what you would like to do is just bullshit you know yeah. and social medias are full of bullshit so we are yeah. just trying yeah, to we, avoid we this yeah yeah, I, I, um, I, I really like the philosophy that you are telling us because that's uh, actually uh, a similar philosophy that we have with Karma. We are five exactly. young guys. We're, we're all around the same age. We're all in the same uh, field of dentistry. We all love uh, the, the restorative dentistry. And uh, we are also, um, uh, our main goal is also the why. Why do we do it? Um, and I'm not, I'm not just doing it because it works for me. I'm doing it because the science says it's the best way. 
um, sure. and it, it's it's really nice that there are so many uh, things that uh, uh, that that are the same. Uh, so it's yeah, it's uh, it's good to it's good to hear uh, it's that. Just, you, yeah. you know, it's just it's just common sense because yeah. I don't think that you could you could do properly things if you don't really understand why. And the second point is that basically we should never forget that the kind of dentistry we are providing to the patient should basically be the kind of dentistry we would like to receive ourselves. Definitely. And uh, I think the majority of the people, they, they are just forgiving a little bit that this, this is medicine. Hmm? This mm -hmm. is, well, the, the people, the only difference is that if we do it wrong, the people will not die. So this yeah. is a great advantage, but that advantage makes us forgot most of the time that we are doing things for very bad reasons yeah. and very far from the patient interest. And um, so I remember when I broke my teeth, I was a very, the, the cares that have been provided were very bad and has been read on when I was at the university and it was, you know, some kind of personal experience. It, it, it's like it's like a scar you know you remember yeah. that the dentist that was so kind with you you know very cool but it was just doing something horrible in your mouth yeah. that you don't really forget about that and every time you you are tempted to simplify the protocol and to do something that is not really good you just it, it rings a bell and you say oh okay just try to do it good maybe it will it will not happen you know but yeah. The intention has to be good. We have to, yeah. to go with the best intentions, then yeah. the result, who knows? Yeah, know? and, there, and there's, there's, there's a clear trend in simplif simplifying everything, right? Like the, the bonding systems, the, the protocols for indirect. Um, it's, it's also our, our restorative materials, bulk fill restorations. Everything has to be quick, quick, quick. And um, the patient has to be <laughs> less in the chair and uh, everybody, everything has to be as fast as possible. Yeah. But you know, the problem is not that I could understand that some people claim, okay, I want to go quick because I want to make money because I'm playing tennis at five o'clock and I want to be out of the office because I have my mistress to visit. I don't know many good reasons, you know, to do the things quicker. So yeah. but the people, they just have to be honest because most of the time, you know, they just invent something that is pseudo-scientific just to explain you that, for instance, the bulk composite is elastic, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what porosity is and stuff. Mm -hmm. This is just pure bullshit. And it's a, I can understand everything. I can understand any simplification. And maybe there are very good arguments to simplify sometimes. Yeah. But we just have to be honest. If I do that, I know that I will lose this and this and this and this. Yeah, exactly. And it's I, not forbidden, I, but it's yeah. true. It's the truth. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's frustrating for me when when I treat a patient and it and it, it takes a lot of time and then the patient asks me afterwards, "Are these all new techniques you are doing?" Because I've never had that blue thing on my on my teeth. I I um, what's that? What you talked talked about shrinkage stress? Does does these materials you use are the are these new? I never heard about shrinkage. Um, yeah. Uh, why, why do we have to? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you are always the bad dentist, you know, this is the story yeah. of my life. <laughs> it's it's, Every it's more expensive, say, oh, it takes longer. My, my previous dentist, meaning like he was better, you know, he was faster, he was, yeah. I, I was not suffering for hours with an open mouth and I could breathe, I could talk. So, yes, yeah. 
I could drink I, I could drink a glass of water during the treatment. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we, we all have the same experience, you know, and every day it's a fight. It's a lot of determination just to explain again and again and again. And I'm just telling the patient, <laughs> guess what? Do you think I, I am doing all that stuff, you know, taking time? At the end, you know that I will not charge you more than usual because you've noticed already from the pre previous invoice. So uh, uh, can you imagine that I'm doing all this just to become poor or what? And they say, oh, yeah, this is a strange idea. And I say, no, I would like to be rich. But if I'm doing it this way, it should be justified maybe for your health. No, what do you think? And then the patient, they understand. But at the beginning, it's always that kind of movement. It's like, oh, what is it? And it's a little bit frustrating because sometimes you, you feel like you can explain once again. And sometimes you just want to kill them and that's it <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Or, the, or the previous dentist but yeah, but, yeah uh, or the previous dentist yeah and, and in fact i had i had two patients during the corona crisis where um i i i prepared onlays for them and the temporaries after three weeks they they popped out because they had zero uh, retention and yeah. then then my patients went to a um to some dentist uh, other dentist and and he and they told the patient well i would not go to that guy he he he, he didn't cre create a fair you he he, he that you cannot you you there's zero retention for the final restoration it's it's bullshit went <laughs> and, for and, uh, he, he should go, <laughs> he should go for for zirconia yeah, and, yeah and then yeah. and then and then and what he and what that that dentist didn't uh, didn't think of well the patients were not in, in not in pain because of the resin coating because of the resin coated yeah. IDS and 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 yeah so he so he didn't make new temporaries and and luckily I could I could bond to, I could bond to final ceramics anyway um, but but somehow it, it didn't came up to this dentist that it was a good thing that there is this layer of IDS and and yeah some people are just ignorant so yeah <laughs> they are ignorant and the problem is that they forgot this is something that i i just remember very good from my university years and uh when i was really teaching i meet all week long in the in the university so we have good relation with the pay, with the with the students we see them etc and most of them in my university at that time had one of their parents dentist already mm -hmm. and they, they they have some cares in their mouth done by the father or by the mother and they realize in the third fourth years that that dental care looks really really strange and they would like to ask one of their assistant or i don't know to just have a look because it looks weird and they say yes maybe this is not the ideal okay so can you just redo it? And you cannot imagine what we discover in the mouth of the own son or daughter of a dentist, meaning that one, they don't know. And when you are doing uh, bullshit the whole day for 20 years, you are almost forgetting anything. So those guys, they are honest. When they do that, they do it honestly. They do honestly piece of shit. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they don't even remember what is good because they are able to treat their own son, their own daughter with something that is absolutely not right. Yeah. And they just don't know anymore. So yeah. that's and, a pity, and, but it's and, true. The in, and the industry is super misleading, right? Advertising with, with the book. For, with the, uh, what, so uh, actually, the, the, this, this whole universal bonding system systems, for instance, it's there's like a big discussion, right? Is it is it right to use? Is it wrong? Um, well, we are we are taught it's not right to use. But what what's your what's your take on on these systems? Because as I've also heard from mm-hmm. from um, dentists that I respect very much during this crisis on webinars today, think well, if you use a flowable, then it's then you could use universal bonding systems. But I'm not I'm not sure why I would even use them. Uh, you know the 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 fact is i'm just convinced that uh, if you have different different components that are uh, basically chemically so different like basically hydrophobic hydrophilic uh, mixing them together make their life a little bit more difficult so we should for all the protocols we have always used uh, you separate products it works better the fact is that the the one-step product does work and it does bond enough even the worst one is bonding so it means it's it's almost like you know the cars that we have you can say okay i would like to have an audi or a ferrari or a porsche because this is the best one no doubt this is the best one maybe i don't know anything about cars we can we can speak about bicycles maybe i i am a little <laughs> bit better in that but and then someone else is coming and I say, oh, I bought a Skoda or oh, I bought that one. It is this universal car, but the universal car is good. This is good enough, you know, to do the, the routine stuff. This is good enough. So I think that most of the product that we are, that we have actually are good enough. The, the problem is that in my mouth, I don't want the good enough. Why not using the best one? If the best one is twice more expensive, is much more difficult to use, okay, maybe I will hesitate, but it's not the case. It's mm-hmm. exactly the same. So I don't really understand to a practical point of view, why not to use the best one? You would, you, would you even, do you think, do you even think it would be good enough for, for um, immediate dentin sealing, for, for, um, uh, for flat surface bonding? I think I think the, the problem is that universal adhesive, we know that the, the polymerization is not that good. You have porosity, you have hydrolysis afterwards, you can have degradation. We already have one that is really important. After a couple of years, the optimal NFL dropped from 50 to 10. Yeah. So it's it's already, you know, dramatic, let's say. But if we take more risk, what will it be? But we will be punished. Five years, seven years, eight years down the road. In the yeah. meantime, we will not see anything. It will bond. Because if, we, if you have a little bit of enamel, it cannot debond. Eventually, I think it will more likely fracture than debond. Because a bad bonding leads to fractures. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it doesn't happen so much. It doesn't happen so much. So I, I mean, we can work in a very so-so way. And at the end, we will not be punished immediately, unfortunately. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we will be punished in the long run and not immediately. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's sometimes frustrating when you see work of other dentists and then you, you, you're, you're stunned by the fact that it's still in its place and it's still functioning and the patient is not in pain. And it's frustrating sometimes is why am I doing all of this? Uh, Take as an example, the CEREC guys. Yeah. They are working for 30 years like crazy because they are cementing because you know they've done a great investment so they they have to cement a lot of inlays they have to invent indications for inlays you know once you buy that kind of machine you are doing inlays all day long okay why not this is understandable okay but then and they did a lot a lot no ideas nothing kind of preps with angles and everything philspatic ceramics Philspatic ceramic forever. The Mark II from Vita is philspatic ceramic. And they don't even have a lot of problems. Which means that, okay, that's okay. But that's okay is not a reason to do that kind of shit. Not, not improve all this. This is, this, is, this is the only thing because it doesn't take so much time to do that a little bit better. It doesn't cost so much expense so more expensive so why not and and this is the thing but well i i think that this is not a crime to use a universal adhesive you know but the 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 the, the, the company they invent that because they think that dentists are stupid because they think you don't even remember if you have to etch the dentin or not so with the universal <laughs> you can do whatever you want mate yeah. you can etch it you can forgot to etch it it's working it's because we we, we should Maybe we are idiots. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I even had a similar uh, ex- example like that this week uh, about the misleading. Um, um, uh, in the practice where I work, we use uh, SE bond and OptiBond. And uh, I talked a little bit about SE Protect and what it does with MD, uh, MDDP, MD, MD, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the monomer. Um, and uh, they asked to our dental supplier, what's the price difference between the SE bond and the SE Protect? And mm-hmm. what they said, well, you have SE bond, it costs this much. You have SE Protect, it costs this much. But also take a look at uh, Tokuyama Universal Bond because it is cheaper and it does the same. So the assistant that is... Uh, that is typing those emails she gets a reply and she says well we can also use this because the company says it's similar and it's yeah. cheaper so that's that's also a reason why mistakes are are made and it's not because you don't want to but just because you don't know and you are misinformed but you know uh, actually you know exactly because you are studying that with david actually yeah. you know how difficult it is to know you Absolutely, know how difficult it is, it is to, to, to keep it dated. We have to read all the yeah. time. Most of the article, we don't we don't even understand what they want they what they want to tell us in those papers. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you have For to God's read sake, twice I've, or three I've, times. I've got Marco, I've got Lucas, I've got got like like that Jean Pierre in Paris. That every time you know, I, I I want to do some literature. Now I don't do it anymore. I just call those guys and I say, <laughs> you know that because you do that all day long. So please. Just grab the articles I have to read and I will understand. And, yeah. and, and they do that for me because I imagine myself as a poor, lonely dentist alone in my office. Man, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, it it's is. so difficult. Yeah. So I can understand the average dentist. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And um, uh, I once heard 
Stefan uh, said a really nice sentence. He said, um, sometimes I have the feeling that I give more about the teeth of my patient than the patient themselves give about their, their teeth. And that's something I could really relate to because sometimes I'm so much talking about uh, doing this and doing that. And they are just, yeah, uh, I don't care. Just do it and make sure I, I leave in five minutes. Yeah. 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 This is, but okay. In uh, it's maybe easier in Switzerland because in Switzerland the people they are paying everything. There is no insurance at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, we can just tell them when they have that kind of reaction. I am in a hurry. I would like to blah blah blah. And I say, okay, we can hurry up a little bit for me. This is a great business because I know that you will come back in two years and I will change yeah. my car. <laughs> so let's accelerate a little bit and they say no 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 take your time take your time you can do it That's, so it's it's a little bit yeah, it's different yeah every yeah. time you can use the economic stuff in your advantage it's okay every time all the insurance stuff it's fighting against you like in france i, I worked 12 years in france this was a nightmare Every time you wanted to do something, the patient, yes, yes, but I will not get reimbursed. I will mm -hmm. just like to do the treatment that the insurance is paying, meaning, fuck you. Yeah. Or at least I understand you, doctor, <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but, this but, is a problem. Yeah, it is a problem, but, 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 but some, some problems you can solve a bit with, with right communication. Uh, but but uh, yeah but 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 still it's it's difficult i think for us it's yeah we can relate to this i think moving to switzerland is is the solution yeah i think yeah. so uh, i don't problems. know because this is a very tough country but uh, there are some in, uh, advantages but uh, it's you know it's always competition this, this is really yeah. cap capitalism at its highest level with a nice face, you know? It's yeah. capitalism <laughs> with a nice face, but it's super violent. But in, in fact, what is what I think what is good with the patient, every time the patient has, has a doubt, uh, whatever the system, I, I'm always saying the patient, you know what? I am your insurance. I am your insurance. So you have a problem, you come back to me. And we know that if we do the protocols more or less good, we have very few problems. We yeah. have some problems. And whenever we have a problem, so say, no problem. I will do it again very quick, gratis, for free, no problem. Mm -hmm. And the patient said, okay, if, if that guy seems so, so self-confident with the technique, must be something that is not so bad. And so every time we start a discussion like that, I say, hey, come on. I am doing this because I am giving you my insurance. Could you imagine I will give you that doing bullshit? And no, it's impossible. Oh, okay, yeah. it's impossible. Let's go, go it's, for that. It's, it's a good thing. I think what we're, are, are people in France obligated to, to have insurance for dentistry? Because, yeah. because, because in the Netherlands, they, they don't. So that's, that's actually a very smart way of communi communicate, communication because I, yeah. I, I could over the same i always advise my my patients not to have dental insurance and uh, to pay to pay just by themselves because if you have dental insurance sometimes the rubber dam is not uh, is not insured exactly. or the or the build up which is the ids and the resin yeah. codes and yeah. 
so they 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 complained that they that 50 percent of the treatment was not insured while they have yeah. insurance so yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, exactly. But uh, if you compare uh, David's situation to our situation, Freak, for us, I think <laughs> it can be. It, it might be difficult because we don't have our have our own practice. No. So if you yeah. decide to leave and people come back in two years with a debonded restoration, what probably yeah, won't it's, happen. It's an issue. Who is going to give them the insurance? And if you have your own practice, you know you can give them the insurance because I have thought about this for myself for a really long time to talk people more into the, the, the necessity of doing an indirect restoration, whether it's composite or it's ceramic, but uh, indirect instead of a, a direct restoration. But the problem is I can't guarantee the, uh, the, um, uh, the insurance in the long time. I can do it in the next three, four, five years, but I don't know yeah. where I will be in, fi in, in five or 10 of years. Course. And that's a, that's a problem. But, but what I do kind of um, promise my patients is that if the ceramic restoration or the indirect composite ever comes off for some reason, um, probably they're not in pain. They have the, 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 the tooth will probably not be, the, but not be broken. Um, there will sti yeah. still be this resin coating on it. So, mm -hmm. so they don't really have a problem and it's, and, and, and you could try to rebond your restoration or in the worst case, start over with a new enamel replacement. And, um, yeah, but I, I think we can even go further, you know, and go and, and, and shock a little bit the patient because when they say, okay, why not doing a crown? Because I have had crowns in the past. It's perfect. What, what do you want to, it was not this rubber dam stuff. And I don't like that because I would like to do the ancient way. And uh, why, why, why not? You know, but I can tell them, okay, if I, if I'm doing that to you, I'm, you know what? I'm very happy because this is what I've learned from the university. This is what I'm doing the best. You know, I can do it very fast. I will earn a lot of money. So I will be very happy. And if it does break, it will be a great pleasure for me to put an implant because I love that so much to cut the gum and to drill the bone. You know, it's just orgasm for me. So we will do that because if we have a failure, I still have another solution for you, which is very funny to do for me. So why not? Let's go for that. And what's, what's the other option? Well, if the only is debonding, well, it's less fancy. We just have to rebond the new one. So it's... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. And, and we can just tell the patient, maybe in a more serious way, <laughs> and say, you know what? If you have a failure, I will be there. Don't worry. I will be there. But I will just have to drill through the bone. What do you think? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, really? That's it. So this is what I would like to avoid to cut your mouth. What do you think? And most of the patient with kind of those kind of pictures, it's not fully honest to, to, to tell the, the, the patient that kind of story. But this is something that is basically true. We know mm -hmm. that the failures that we have, we can, we, can, we can fix them more easily with adhesive techniques Absolutely. than going further with other techniques. And the patient, he has to know that. And he has to know that, that you have no interest to put him in, in, in the safe way because it will cost more time, more money to you as a dentist. So we understand, oh yeah, really? And also for his health, and for just his comfort, because some patients, they don't give a shit. Well, you don't care about that molar. It will disappear. You will replace, replace it by something else. Do you realize that this something else is just surgery? 
oh really yeah so it it, it, it can help you know and and with time i'm i'm trying just to shortcut the conversation because then you are you are you're telling and telling the same things all day long to the patient and you don't work so i'm just using something that is a little bit punchy and say in your face what do you think <laughs> i like your aggressive sale pitch it's, it's very inspirational <laughs> yeah, it is. and it's not that wrong you know it's no, 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 it's true it's true absolutely and it's not that wrong no. We are doing it for the best. We are, I'm not doing that to sell something, no, which no, will no, be an honest. Yeah. No, it's yeah. because oh. you want to do decent dentistry. Of course. Yeah. yeah. All right. I just wanted to give you um, a, a compliment for your YouTube channel because you have some great videos in that. Actually, that ah. was my first starting point for using Rubberdam. And I've, uh, through your YouTube channel, I've been to a course of Stefan in, uh, in Antwerp. So uh, I, I would highly suggest that for people who are listening and, and viewing this podcast too. Yeah, what we can do, we can, put a, we can put a link to your yeah. YouTube uh, uh, in the podcast description. So if people go to your website, they will see a link to your YouTube channel and they can see the videos for, their, for, for, them, for, for themselves because they are, they are really nice. You show in great detail uh, what you need to do, how, you, how to prepare a tooth, um, every adhesive step. So it's, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. So some of them are a little bit old now. Now maybe I should replace them, but I'm a little bit lazy. I, I must admit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah. It's I, I think it's a great way because I, I am doing the same. You know, when I want <coughs> to fix a problem on my bike and I don't know how to do it, I go on YouTube to to get a tutorial yeah. on on that. I think we we all need that. We need the serious staff, we need the papers, we need the courses, we need to meet the, the mentors. That's true. But we need also something quick. You know, tomorrow morning I have this to do. I just want to refresh my mind. Let's go on YouTube and let's yeah. have a 10 minutes video. Dot. Do you it's, even use it in patient communication? If you're talking about your techniques and why <coughs> it takes so long, do you show them or is that too? No. No, uh, you know, I had a previous website. Uh, I changed it three years ago, uh, which was more uh, oriented to education and stuff. And I was hoping patient going on it just to understand stuff. And uh, they were not interested and they were e e even scared about that. Okay. So I just changed it to something super simple for the patient and maybe for professionals they can go on youtube they can go on facebook they they can maybe interact and ask questions the one who is interested will just message me and and we will we will have a nice discussion uh this is it, it works a little bit better because yeah. on the on the website for patient well my experience was not very good no makes sense yeah perfect okay. thank you well i think we uh we're going to wrap up the podcast for, for uh for now um, yeah. uh, and if you're listening to this podcast and you really and you really like it and you would like to know more, we are also recording a, a, a webinar about deep margin elevation. So make sure you you check that also. Um, for now, we would like to say goodbye to you, David. Thank you for being as a, a, a with us as our guest in our in our pot, in our podcast. It was my pleasure. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. much.